Hello and welcome everyone with the Texas Apartment Association's Education Foundation live series Hints from HR. I'm Blaze Spitaleri with Gemstar Construction. Today we're going to be discussing coaching. Coaching is a unique ability that's it's not a one-size-fit-all. So we're here to hear some tips from some of the most experienced people in our industry. And with that joining us today, we have the Wonder Women to my Batman, Becca Ramadi and Nicole Block, our special guest, <laughs> regional manager with Berkshire past TAA president and two-term TAA EF president, the Wonder Woman herself, Tammy Martin. <laughs> Say hello, hello, Tammy. Introduce yourself. Hey, you everybody. Uh, great to be here. You want to tell us a little bit about yourself before we jump right in? So let's see here. Where to start? I have uh, been in this glorious industry since 1984. And like so many people, kind of just fell into it. Lucky me. I uh, started off as a leasing uh, professional and um, quickly realized through the encouragement of some folks that I worked with at the time, uh, Vicki and Joe Sharp, that it was very important to get involved in the association. And my first involvement was applying for a scholarship. I took that scholarship and became, uh, became a CAM T and I was hooked. So from there going forward, um, I worked, uh, had the, you know, again, the good fortune of working with some amazing companies. I worked for Archstone for 20 years, which is a, was a real estate, uh, a REIT, um, and then they sold. And then um, I won't go into every one of them, but I, again, worked for some great companies. I'm now working for an amazing company called Berkshire Residential Investments. And that's kind of the, the quick down and dirty. Excellent. Well, thank you. Um, your experience is going to help us um, navigate through this conversation. So really, be, as we get started, just a broad question. What is your theory about coaching and mentoring? I would say, um, I mean, it's, uh, it's involvement. I mean, it's, it's not something you go into lightly, and it takes uh, a lot of commitment um, because you're going to be working very you know, diligently to develop trust to be able to truly give thoughtful um, feedback, thoughtful encouragement. With all that said, though, it's one of the most rewarding experiences that you can have, too, because nothing's more important as a leader than growing leaders. So I think um, I, I just can't imagine not doing, you know, not doing that, not making a, a way to be able to grow leaders um, through, your, through your encouragement. I, I do want to preface something too, and Nicole, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring you right wrangle you right into this. And um, wrangling. Uh, Nicole and Tammy, you guys have a history together. Uh, my understanding is you've worked together for some odd thirteen years. Yes. So you both may have really great feedback for one another and how your dynamic worked together. Uh, Nicole, maybe you can touch base on a little bit of some of the coaching and mentoring experience and a little bit of your theory as well, and then maybe dive into how y'all's relationship worked. Yeah, absolutely. So yes, uh, Tammy and I have a history together. I know it kind of sounds kind of funny, but it's um, it's a great history. Uh, we did work together for 13 years with Archstone that she previously mentioned, uh, and we did have a great coaching relationship. And so she was um, you know, my supervisor and was and is you know, my mentor in the industry for all of that time. So I was lucky enough to kind of get in with her early, right? And build that trust and build that relationship. Um, and then we were able to see it through Archstone and then beyond. I mean, yeah, we still, you know, talk and connect regularly. But going back to your original thought on coaching and, and mentoring and why it's important, um, I echo everything that Tammy said. I, I think that it's an investment. And I think it's it's a way for us to kind of give back to 
the industry, you know, and the people that brought us, you know, kind of forward. And I think it's just a, a great way to kind of pay homage to that. Uh, but spending time with your team and ensuring that they know that you're invested in their success is definitely a reciprocal relationship. And it, I, I think time and commitment is probably the, the two biggest factors people um, kind of miss. You know, they don't make the time for it or they don't make the commitment for the long haul. Because if you don't have that trust built, then it won't be a good foundation for coaching. And that's what we want to kind of get, you know, get a little bit deeper into on this podcast today. Uh, but yeah, but I, I was thrilled whenever Becca said, hey, what about Tammy Martin? I was like, hell yeah. Oh, sorry. I don't know if I can say that or not. Just kidding. I can say it. But, uh, but no, I think that it's just fantastic because she is probably one of the most impactful coaches that I've had, but and definitely one of my first. I mean, she she got me as a very raw assistant manager um, is probably what I would characterize myself as. So we can we can dig into that later, you know, now that the, the psychology class has begun. Yeah, and I think it's uh, there's a u- unique dynamic uh, with the individual that's doing the coaching as well as company culture, too. They have to be in sync in order to get something out of it. And I'm, I'm going to give you a two-part question, Tammy. One, I mean, to be a coach and be a mentor, that doesn't just happen overnight. It takes you know a lot of different cultivation. It takes you know different approaches for different organizations, different people. Um, how do you build up one's trust? How, how do you give back in, in order to take in what they're what they're putting out and then give back something that's going to be meaningful and impactful to your organization? Well, I want to, if I, and I, I will absolutely answer that, but I'm hoping I can kind of tag back in. I'd like to kind of just t- go back on, you know, Nicole's and my relationship. And I will tell you at the time that I had, again, the good fortune of getting to work with Nicole, um, she probably, you know, taught me, uh, I guess, humility. I mean, also, and just listening um, to, you know, this is not being a really good mentor and coach. You take the ego out of it. Uh, When you learn to take the ego out of it, that's when you really are rewarded because you're going to, it's going to be, as I think you mentioned earlier in a coach reciprocal, you're going to learn probably as much sometimes as as they've learned. And the other thing that you get to do in, in all that is that you're you know, it's an investment in someone's success. So when you invest in something, you've got to take the time. Um, you, you know, having um, time and setting time aside to do like one-on-one sessions with people just to get to know them, to understand what their strengths are, uh, and really to be able to build on those strengths and give them a platform, creating a platform, um, an opportunity for them to be able to showcase those strengths is very important. Um, and I can't imagine how can you do that without giving them the time to sit down with them and really, you know, talk through goals, talk through what's important to them. So um, I'm not sure if I exactly answered that, Blaze, but. Um, How do you build I, trust, Tammy? <laughs> I think you're building trust by, you, you really have to make a commitment to, to invest time and in that person, you have to be genuine with them. They need right. to know that you have their best interests, um, you know, at hand. I mean, that, that's really, truly, you know, what you're doing. And, and you do that through, you have to be, I mean, it's a genuine, it's a genuine um, exchange. I mean, it has to be, but, but time, we talked earlier, you got to set time aside to be able to get to know that person and, and to be able to coach them effectively. Well, and, and one thing I would add to that too, when you're, you're talking about this trust, you're talking about this time and you're talking about this commitment. The reason that's so important is that a lot of times, you know, we as coaches are seeing potential in the person that they may not see that potential just yet in themselves. And so you have to be able to 
kind of connect the dots and help them get to from point A to point B, if you will. And that's where that trust is so valuable because if you're asking them to step outside of that proverbial comfort zone or try something different, um, then you know they are experimenting. They're the ones that are going to be putting themselves out there, if you will. So without that trust and that time and that commitment, um, it just kind of could ring hollow if you're not authentic. You know, being genuine and authentic um, and, and very accountable is again one of, I think one of Tammy's great strengths. You know, in our coaching relationship, to where I was like, okay, if she can be vulnerable with me you know, I can be vulnerable with her. Um, but I, I would say that, that that's why the time and the commitment piece is so important because we are asking these people to trust, you know, trust us to help them grow and develop, which is something we, you know, we as coaches hold really, um, we value it, you know, but it's a huge responsibility. And if you're not, if you're not willing to take that responsibility on, you shouldn't because yeah. it doesn't work for either party. Lose that credibility. And then where are you? You know, you're, well, that, you know, the trust can be as simple as you're, as you're building it is, you know, we always say, you know, inspect what you expect. I mean, and that's just simply, I mean, it could start just starting with setting expectations um, and, and being, you know, thoughtful in the way that you give the feedback on and, you know, maybe improving upon something. Um, because again, we're all, I mean, nobody likes to hear they're not doing something maybe exactly right, but you got to, you know, you got to also allow for folks to learn from, and I hate to use the word mistakes, but maybe learn from experience, learn that there's another way that you can do it. Um, but you've got to be timely in that feedback, just like, I mean, you know, you've got to be timely too as you're giving it and, and set up those, those chances, those opportunities to be able to give that kind of thoughtful feedback. Hopefully that makes sense. No, absolutely does. And I, I want to get into a question about uh, just on, on the job seeker side of things, but I, I did just think of something that I might throw you guys on the spot. Nicole and Tammy, and I guess, Nicole, maybe you answer this. Okay. Um, did you guys know each other before you started working with one another? And did, did Tammy, do I, do I dare say, did you interview Nicole? What did that all look like? No. So you guys. I can, I can tell you really quickly what it looked like. Here we go. So I was an assistant manager. I'm going to, I'm going to really get this real short. Tammy's laughing. Um, I was an assistant manager and I worked in the Dallas region. And I had given notice to leave because I think that I just, it wasn't a good fit as to where I was in my opinion. And Tammy was brought in to essentially, Archstone's going to sell out of the Dallas region. And so she came in to meet everybody and talk with everybody. If you've met Tammy, she's very personable. Um, She does absolutely walk the talk as far as like connecting with people and trying to figure out how um, she can help you no matter what it was. Um, and so anyway, uh, I told her I was leaving after our conversation and she literally reached across and grabbed my hand and was like, I just don't feel right about this. And I'm like, Hey lady, um, I'm leaving. Uh, but she was like, Hey, I think we can do great things together. Just if I could transfer you or move you, let's just think about this, yada, yada, yada. Um, and I will, and, and for whatever reason, I called my fiance at the time and said, um, okay, I'm not going to that other company that we won't mention. Uh, I'm going to stay here. So, so no, she did not interview me. Um, I guess she did a little bit to make me stay. I don't know. Um, but it was just one of those moments to where, um, you know, it just changed the course of my, the trajectory of my career just by, you know, that making that connection with her and trusting what she had to say. That was a huge leap of faith, um, but, but a great one. So Tammy, then what did you see in Nicole then that made you uh, pull her to the side? You know, um, you know, maybe one of my, as they say, like they want to be Wonder Woman, what you get, and I think Nicole has the same thing, um, is that 
ability to kind of, and it's not sizing people up, but to pick up vibe, to pick up um, authenticity and uh, genuine, you know, caring. And Nicole, I mean, I, it was trippy. I'm just going to say it was weird because when I went in, I was like, oh my gosh, I of all, I like, didn't, I mean, I'm not going to say I didn't like anybody, but I was like, you got to be kidding me. The one person that I'm totally gravitating to, to that I know can do a fantastic job for what, I don't know how I know this, but I think just her look in the eye, just the way that we, she, you know, she held herself, she was honest. Um, and I, I, for what, you know, we, we had a connection right there. I mean, it was genuine. It was, um, I think she had to have known that I was totally genuine because she had a really pretty decent opportunity to be able to go. And she had had some, a really hard time before I got there with some, you know, some uh, challenging individuals. So um, her taking that made me, uh, I mean, there, you know, let me just tell you that after she did that, don't you know that I went all over town, you know, trying to make sure that there's no way I'm going to let this person down. As long as she fulfilled her end of the bargain, which was just do what I know you can do. I mean, what I'm feeling, I can pick up. We're going to make things happen. And she did. I'm going to ask you a question about, you know, potential job seekers. And then maybe during the interview process and Nicole, maybe you can follow right up afterwards, but what questions should a job seeker ask in order to you know, find out how they relate to the company culture and the coaching abilities and the mentorship, you know, what, what do you look for in that? And what should they keep in mind when interviewing? Well, I think first, I think it's great for them to be prepared to ask questions. Um, you know, in the role I'm in and, you know, like Nicole, you do a lot of interviewing and I always make sure to set time aside for them to ask questions. And I'm always, one surprised when they don't and then excited when they do. And I think, um, and I'm all, you know, keep, keep talking, trying to get them to ask because that's very important. And so some of the questions that I think would be uh, important for them to ask is, you know, you know, give me an example um, of, you know, tell me about something, an experience that would let me understand what kind of culture your company has um, tell me about your coaching. What, what, what does coaching look like to you as a, as a supervisor? What is, you know, what can I expect, um, as far as time with you and how I'm going to learn from you? Um, you know, I, I think any kind of situational behavioral type questions are always good. Make them, get them to give you examples so that you can understand if you can relate to that. And there's nothing wrong with them asking those questions. They should. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I would probably say as a job seeker, echoing you know what Tammy mentioned, um, and kind of going back to some past episodes, is that you know, if you're doing your homework on the company and you know whether you have had a great or maybe not so great coaching relationship in the past, um, you kind of back into those questions by either what was lacking the last time you had a coaching experience or what you felt was fantastic from that and what you hope to gain from this. Uh, it'll also help the person who's interviewing you you know, see what your goals are, um, how they can impact, you know, and also you're, you're interviewing them just as much as they're interviewing you. We talk about that a lot in our podcasts. It's a selection process on both sides in order for you to be successful. So I think that the, um, the questions are key. And, and to Tammy's point, I'm kind of bummed when they don't have any, but I'm super excited whenever they do, because that shows their engagement. And that, and if they're already that engaged potentially during the interview process, then, you know, I can't wait to, see how they'll do when they join our team. Yeah, and definitely. And I think once the individual and the team mesh, you know, I feel like with the support and the engagement and the investment in the people, you really get the most out of your team and you get the most, 
you know, it's empowering, right? Um, what are, you know, let's follow up with this and Tammy, maybe what are some good keys to good coaching, a good coaching program once, once you have your team in place? Uh, I think consistency. I mean, you gotta, you know, best practice is having what we call just one-on-one sessions with people. You, you know, you're the folks that you're, um, you're um, mentoring, you're supervising uh, each month. If you can do that each month, or at least, I mean, and those can be, you know, they don't have to be long and intense ones, unless that's what you need to do. I mean, you're setting, you're setting expectations during that time. You're giving them a chance to talk through their goals. It's goal setting opportunities, but it's real important to set that time aside. Um, you know, used to say you can't do anything more important than train your people. What's the same thing, setting expectation. You've got to give that, time and set it up and don't let that be a priority. Try very hard not to, you know, push that on the back better because it's real easy to do that, you know, um, but let them come to that conversation with, you know, things that they want you to help them work on. I mean, you know, let's, let's, it's an equal exchange. So that's one. I think the other would be some of the best companies I've had the opportunity to work for. And the one that I'm with right now, we do um, uh, mid-year um, reviews. We do an annual review. Any kind of information that's shared in those reviews, if it's if it's um, areas of improvement, it shouldn't be a surprise. And if you and it won't be a surprise if you do those, you know, those one on one setting expectation conversations. Right. Um, And then the other thing that I think is really important on top of all that is that you're really focusing on development goals as a a real platform, um, a real you know, area of uh, focus with your, you know, with your company outside of what the company goals are. It's like, you know, like Nicole, what do you want to do? I mean, you want to get your cam? Let's, let's talk about it. How do you do that? Let's sit, let's set that up. What's that look like? You want to get your cam to, I mean, whatever that may be, you know, that's, that's related to developing you in this business. Some of it may be just that you're wanting to take classes, psycho, psychology classes, which are going to be really good for this, this business too, but it's developing you. Um, in your uh, in your role and your career, and you know, and I would I would j- just piggyback on that. The word consistency also is is really impactful in type of information that is part of that exchange. You know, one of the things we're talking about building trust and commitment is that you know supervisors sometimes don't make the time you know to have these impactful conversations. So you know what happens is you go out on site and you point out you know these twenty seven things that need to be fixed. Um, and then when you come back out, there's another 27 things that need to be fixed. And so I think by being consistent in that communication, that message, you're showing the associates that you support that you're seeing the whole picture. So you're able to celebrate the micro wins. You're able to celebrate the the progress that they've made because you're going to start talking about, you know, the things that you left off with last month and you're following up and it's that consistent communication where they don't feel like you're only pointing out something when it's wrong. And I think that's the challenge of a coaching mentality as opposed to just um, like a top-down, you know, finger-pointing mentality. It, all of us can see what's wrong, um, but I don't know that we celebrate what's right. And I think that when you're trying to change behaviors in these coaching meetings, it's just as much about what's right because you want to encourage that behavior to continue, right? So I think that that consistency piece that she was talking about is crucial. And it's just as much in the message, I would say, as it is in setting, yes, set it up. Yes, have those conversations. But, you know, it doesn't need to be all negative. Because Nicole, I don't know if you remember, I mean, when we worked together, one of the things, because I was a new supervisor at the time, I was doing multi-regions and limited time, you know, because we all have that. It's limited. You go on site, you know, you're supposed to be 
quality control. And if you see something wrong, you got to do a punch list. You're trying to do that. But Nicole was the first one. She's like, Tammy, come in here. I was like, yes. She goes, is there any chance that we could, you could not do the swoop and poop on us every time? I was like, what? Like, what are you talking about the swoop and poop? She goes, you swoop it and you're giving us stuff to do. And then it's kind of like poop. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> so I will say that, uh, I mean, and again, I was like, okay, very good point. You're right. I mean, let's have some time to celebrate success. So thank you for that, my dear. I, I, hardly, I hardly coined the phrase swoop and poop, but we all do it. I mean, and, and I think when we are, <laughs> yeah, whoever coined that phrase, but it's because of constriction of time and it's not making time to have that 15 minutes of, you know, here are all the things where we at on the list. It doesn't mean you're going to be blowing smoke. <clears throat> or smoke and mirrors, as you like to say, it means that like, like of these 27 things, okay, 13 of them are done. Great job. Where are we at on the other 14? Like, it doesn't yeah. have to be, you know, but I think so much you just get in and you're just like this, 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 this. And the team has worked so hard, especially when their supervisor comes out to their, to their site, they're prideful and they want to show you all the progress. And so when you have that swoop and poop, sometimes you're, you know, the manager is left to be like, okay, we did really well. I'm sure that they're really busy. It's just, but then to have, but also if I didn't feel comfortable with Tammy to say, Hey, can we try this? I'm not, if you have a swoop and poop um, manager, sometimes they're not very receptive. Well, and you learn, I mean, after that, then it's really nice just to ask and, you know, ask the questions like, what, what can I help uh, lift spirits on to help, you know, help me help you really focus in on some stuff because that, you know, that's a partnership that really means a lot too for everybody. So, you know, I think it's important to mention too, is that, you know, Tammy's one of my mentors as well, but it, you know, the associations are a great place to look for a mentor and it doesn't just mm -hmm. have to be from your, yeah. from your place of work. And for me, I think she leads with kindness and that allows that trust and that, um, you know, being able to take criticism or anything comes so easily. And so that's my shout out to Tammy, but I think the associations are a great place and yes. everyone is so giving and wants to see that next generation come up. So I think I'd encourage, you know, not just I'd encourage new people to the industry to think about getting involved with the associations, but those already in the associations to look for a mentor if you haven't already. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the education that the association provides, too, is just a great uh, inside look on how this industry operates. So I, I did want to say, too, be the change that you want to see, right? You know, and even if you get to an organization and the company culture is really maybe not all put together, you know, lead by example, you know, set your foot to the to the right walk and make sure that you mentor people to, you know, create the best environment that you possibly can. Speaking of environment, I do want to touch base on has your coaching style changed during COVID or, you know, have you taken a different approach to support different needs maybe during a lot of these changing times and how does that all look? Well, I would say um, I definitely think it stretched our, I mean, there's some patience there. I mean, you've got to look at it. You know, this is, it's an emotional experience. COVID was an emotional experience and, and it affects people all differently. I mean, some kind of just go with the flow. Some, it was like, it was very, it's very frightening. Um, they've got people that it's affected that, you know, it makes it extremely personal. There was folks out there that were trying to just kind of be, kind of surface, you know, managers or whatever, you can't do it. No, nope, I'm sorry. You're not going to do that. You're going to have to really, because you're, you're really going to have to help motivate people and help keep them 
in the game during this very trying time. And I know it stretched mine. I learned a lot through that. I, I learned to be even more, I mean, if I was patient before, I'd be really patient now and um, try to, I mean, really make time to listen to all kinds of different perspectives uh, about how, you know, masks affect them, how sanitize affect them, how opening the office scared them, um, how touring scared them. I mean, so, you know, the empathy really understanding grew a lot, grew a lot. And I would, I would also say too, that kind of going back and looking at the relationships that you had, if you had a strong trusting relationship going into COVID, it definitely was, you know, stressed because of that emotional toll that Tammy was mentioning that we all experienced. Um, But if you were trying to build that during that time, it's just going to pay off in the future because eventually we need to get back to what we call traditional operations. If you guys even remember what that looks like, Um, you know, as we come out of this pandemic and, you know, if you have a, a weak foundation or you don't have that trust or you don't have that, that mentor and coaching relationship and you have kind of cracks in that relationship, they become crevices during stressful times. So, you know, put in the time now, again, if you have not been, you know, um, you've been putting out the fires literally figuratively, right? So have you made the time to coach? It, you can start tomorrow. Like there, there's no, you know, there's no time like, Oh my gosh, I haven't done it. Forget about it. You know, if you get one flat tire, you don't go slash the other three. Get up tomorrow morning, right? And you start the coaching conversation so that it'll pay off in the future. But I think that COVID has done one of two things, either made you double down like Tammy did, um, which is, I'm not shocked that she did that at all, or it made you only focus on the emergencies. And so you may not have kind of tended to the store. Um, So I would just say like, as far as COVID and building those relationships and um, I, I would use it as an opportunity to reset if you, if you haven't been as focused on it. So, Nicole, um, let me ask you this, and then, Tammy, maybe you can follow up. What would you say to new industry folks that started during COVID, and they only know this one way to do business? Yeah, so, um, hang around. Don't leave. No. Um, so I, I think that, you know, if you started, you know, during COVID, um, you know, I, I hope that your your team members, your um, your mentor, your company was very clear with those expectations as far as you know, what the COVID protocols are, but start having the conversation about what traditional operations look like, because you might not know what a, what traditional operations and expectations are. Um, and so just ask questions. It's still, you know, obviously you're within your first year-ish, probably I would say, um, but you know, we're still just as rich of an industry as we were when you joined us, but just like the rest of the world, you know, we're, we're adjusting as well. So I would stay flexible and communicative, of course, and ask questions because if your company's not talking to you about it, then start the conversation because it's coming as far as transition. Um, so I would just make sure that you feel informed so that you feel comfortable. Yeah, and I, I mean, I obviously agree with all you just said, Nicole. You know what I'm? We definitely hired some folks uh, during that that came out of, the, I mean, totally out of the industry, even they're brand new to the industry, and um, and I mean, I have to say, I was, I'm just amazed at how wonderful they did during this. I mean, came, I mean, new industry came in with COVID. In fact, I had some start on a new property. I mean, it was chaotic. We took over 10 communities. I mean, the day we were closing the door uh, for COVID and uh, hired 37 people. I mean, in my world alone um, and probably let's, you know, 10 of them, maybe a brand new to the industry, maybe, maybe, maybe not that many, but you know, one thing that I'm doing now, we're doing, you know, as a company is, um, 
they are excited to start getting to know their, you know, their brothers and sisters at the other properties. And, sure. and so making, again, um, setting up opportunities for them to be able to, whether it's Zoom, you know, now we can actually have them, you know, maybe someone go over, we've got um, leasing coordinators. Um, so usually this was in a leasing role, but these are newer people and letting them go and spend time with them and, and hearing it from someone in their role what expectations are, you know, what, what does it look like? What is that like? You know, let's talk one-on-one. Um, that seems to work really well. I mean, I can tell them, you know, and they'll listen. I mean, of course, but it, I think it's even more impactful if you make, um, again, set opportunities for them to be able to connect with others like their position that have been doing it for a while that they can learn from as well, because then they set up a resource that they can go to as well, you know, for questions and other you know, ways that you can do things. Conversation has been fantastic. I look forward to the future of the industry as well as we continue to grow and evolve. Thank so, you, Wonder Tammy. Woman, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, Tammy. Guys you're so the much. best, Thank you guys. You're the best. Thank you.